Bro, there were like 60 kids. Just aiding her demise. Oh my gosh, walking down Wellington Road, just, just waiting, just waiting for this one girl to catch up to the other one. And oh boy, it went down. She was just picked up her hair, had her hair up in it, and it was just beating her around like a tetherball. Why right, do now, these right, niggas right. exist? Like, so now, so now, they, <laughs> they would have had to, they would have had to, have my entire family. <laughs> Welcome to the Any Last Words Podcast. My name is Keon, aka Almighty DJ. My name is Earl Lonnie Hooks, aka Young One with himself. God and me honors the God in each and every one of you. Thank you for joining. Thank you, Keon, as well. What's going on? Uh, you know, another day in the neck. Oh, I just did that side. Again. You did. I was <laughs> That's it's just a thing that I do. I, yeah, like, it's so funny. I caught myself just doing it. I, I was I was just going to let it go to stop. I wasn't even going to say anything. <laughs> yeah, but okay, look, like I said last time, just a sigh isn't always a bad thing. No, no for, uh, for sure. It's just it's just the, the intonation that comes with the side. That's so funny. That's but, the, oh, that's that's fucking hilarious. But yeah, another day in the neighborhood. Um, you know, where I'm back, I'm ready to go. Um, I will start it out with this. The Young Pacific YouTube channel has finally launched. Um, yes. I did I did put my first video up there. So if you go to YouTube. Uh, if you look up Young Pacific, spelled exactly, <laughs> spelled exactly the way that, you know, you should spell it. Uh, you should see me come up. Uh, you know, I got, like I said, I got one video up there. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe. Uh, more videos to come. Uh, I don't have a link in my bio yet for it, but actually by the time you guys hear this podcast, there will be a link available. So actually disregard what I just said. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so so there, there's, a, there's a link. There is a link. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Young Pacific. That's so funny. You didn't just hit him with the Y-U-N-G? Nah, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Well, you know, when I initially put it up, I, I titled it, I titled my page Young Pacific YouTube channel. And when I sent it to Antoinette, she was like, okay, we're going to go ahead. We're going to drop the YouTube channel part mm-hmm. and yeah. we're going to do, we're going to do Young Pacific. And then oh. I was I was like, yeah, I was thinking about doing that. She's like, no, do it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you cornball. <laughs> So, YouTube um, channel, yeah, yeah, Young yeah, Pacific alone is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're it's, we're good now. <laughs> yeah, it's just enough, and yeah, it's just, well, it's just enough. It's not too little, right? right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, but that's what's going on with you? Nah, it was a good, it was a good, but it was a good video though. I do, I, I do recommend that. people watch it. Yeah, it was Thank good. You. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you you you're having a great time out there, and you were talking about <laughs> when you brought up Tiffany Bird's videos on how to get a little bit more comfortable by recording yourself and just seeing uh, the small quirks that you have when uh, you're not really realizing it. And you said that something that you were kind of afraid of or maybe just slightly skittish of was coming off as a little too corny by just having a great time. And I'm so glad we we getting past that because yeah. that's some because that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is bullshit. Just having like it is OK. It is OK, men, because it's mostly for men. It is OK, men, to to smile and show emotion and ha- and have fun and say that you love to do something and, and showing that while you do it. It is okay because you look well, happy as hell when you're out there. 
I was happy as hell. I was so excited about all the uh, all the footage I got. I was like, man, like not only do I enjoy fishing, but I really I really enjoyed recording myself doing it. Like it was it was, it just felt so natural, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and um, I told you again that was something that it came off. It didn't seem like you were trying to be something. Like it was just it was just you out there fishing, doing your thing in your element. Yeah. You know what I mean? It and you good. know, it's 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 funny though, because like back to the whole corny thing, like I don't know, I guess that, that corniness is just gonna show. You know what I'm saying? Um, You're right. But the thing is is like like I said earlier, like I'm not out there trying to look cool and do right. it. You know, yeah. but I'm also not trying to be a cornball. But I guess <laughs> some of the things that I say just come off that way, and I'm just gonna have to get used to that. So yeah, I, I think people <laughs> have to because we may have talked. We talked about nerdiness before, right. and I think that nerdiness and corniness probably, you know, they coincide pretty uh-huh. well. Probably synonymous. So, in talking about nerdiness, it's really at the core of it. You having just a higher knowledge about any given thing than most people. Uh-huh. And you probably have that higher knowledge because it's something that excites you. Right. Right. right, right. So when you combine higher knowledge with excitement, you get a nerd <laughs> <laughs> and you get, therefore you get corniness. So that's just, that's, that's just fine. It's just something that comes with speaking about something with knowledge yeah. and, and wisdom and being excited while you do it. That's just something that's going to come with it. So this is a, that's a better way of framing corniness. Right, right. Which when you get down to it, it's just, it's nothing but but love and meaning and, and happiness in someone's life. So <laughs> so that's fine, really. Yeah. Well, uh, what's going on with you though? Uh, not much, man. I'm just hanging out the house, enjoying my week as I as I do. Um, uh, something that you know I, I rarely talk about on here is uh you know pop culture for sure and uh, but but some, but something that I thought was really really funny the other it's mostly I just want to talk about cuz I was <laughs> just laughing at somebody <laughs> but the other day <laughs> duty and I were in here and uh I think Big Smokey J has sent me a photo of and the reason why he did this we'll we'll just leave that <laughs> for another time but okay. <laughs> he sent me a photo of the People magazine in which Michael B Jordan I guess won the accolade of sexiest man alive for 2020. Right. And I was like, all right, it makes sense. Like I know how people feel about Michael B. Jordan. Uh, you know, he was he was fucking Killmonger, you know what I mean? And and Black Panther and he's uh Creed and all these other people, like, you know, it makes sense. He was also Oscar Grant, I want to say. Yes, that. yes, yes, in yes. In Fruitvale Station. Yes. Um and then even way before that, he was in the wire. He was like, a, he was he in was, the wire. Yeah, he was in the wire. Yep. But anyway, yeah. So he's, he's I, like, I, I completely understand. People have even called him like our generation's Denzel. I don't. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> okay, wait a minute. You don't like the fact that there's a comparison, or like um, period, or you just feel like he should just be revered as his own entity. I think he thing. should be revered as, as his own entity, but I also feel like ah, I just feel like Denzel is still <laughs> on another level. <laughs> so I don't know. Are we giving Michael B. Jordan time to grow in, into yeah. into until into more of a Denzelish person? Are are we foreshadowing that he will be <laughs> yeah, the yeah, Denzel yeah. of our generation? Because I I don't really get that now. 
Yeah. <laughs> neither, <laughs> yeah, neither do I. <laughs> she, you know, Reginald said he can't even act for real. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna take it that far, but he, I, he, I don't. Regin- I don't. Reginald said that if you gave him like a, like six months, like he'd probably be about the same. Oh, <laughs> see, here we go. Here like we the go same, with, the same level actor, pretty much. The <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, oh, like, he's not really good. Like he's a good looking, dude. You know what do you got to do? You walk around, you you memorize your your lines, you hit uh, your marks. You know what I mean? It's not like he's really selling me on being a completely different character. He's like, it don't really seem like that. It just seems like he's saying the lines that the motherfuckers told him to say. He was like, it's not. He was like, his acting's really not that serious. Uh. And it, yeah, well, anyway, yeah. that's neither here nor there. Yeah. The, the, the whole point is that people clearly find him as a sexy person. Right. And I decided I was going to go on because <laughs> I, I just needed to know more. So <laughs> I needed to know what People Magazine does, like what their criteria is. I just needed to know. Oh, that should be funny. It will. <laughs> the point that's funny to me mostly is the fact that... <laughs> Now there are two things because I don't really keep up with this. I've, I've I kind of knew three people that have won it twice just because we kind of know these people. And we'll get into that in a second. But okay. when I was told that last year John Legend won, <laughs> why why is that so funny? <laughs> Cause it's fucking John Legend. Like we're not, we're not. I'm so we're not doing this. Like here's the thing. I that's when I realized I was like, okay, there's more that they're talking about than physical attractiveness. Now I'm bringing this here. Well, I mean, hold on. I, I don't. I mean, John. John Legend. He's he's a handsome guy. Like what? What do you? Okay. What? <laughs> okay. John Legend can be a handsome guy. We're talking about People Magazine sexiest man alive <laughs> co- co- cover. Okay, now right, listen. What's, what's the criteria? <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, because because listen, we're about to this. This might get uncomfortable, but we about to we're about to sit here and comment on men's attractability right. uh, because the thing is, listen, man. When did Aquaman come out? <laughs> why, uh, why didn't Jason Momoa win this? <laughs> are we sure he has he never won it? No, he hasn't. I looked. I look. I know every single one of them back to 1986. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, he no, he did not win. But I tell you, I, but I promise you, if you ask any ten people who is the more physically attractive person, Jason Momoa's, it's gonna favor him. I can see that. So the thing is this. So I so I looked up the criteria. Really, what it seemed to be was just desirability. All they do is give you a link to attractiveness, which we're just talking about desirability. If you look at desirability, now that, that that's vague because physical attractiveness can make someone desirable, clearly. Yeah. Financial status. Yep. Right? So, which is why, I mean, they're all celebrities. So, true, true. you know, so now we're just talking about, it could be business acumen. It could be just talent in, in any given realm. So it's, it's, it's a lot of different things. So I'm like, okay, all right, this is, this is making a little bit more sense. John Legend, he's famous. He's rich, like everyone else on there. He can sing very well. He plays great piano. He, he seems to be a stand-up guy. 
And I think that's where it comes into play because on the magazine it says something like the good guy wins again or something like that. I don't Earl, know. What, what? Dare I say that he is high yellow. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Are you sure where I'm going? Well, no, no, no. He is. He is. Um... Well, another thing that's funny is they've clearly gotten a whole lot more inclusive in the, like the last five years. I bet they have. <laughs> so Michael B. Jordan won it this year. They, they, there wasn't going to be no other way. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, I wish they would have tried to give it to a white dude in the year 2020. <laughs> oh, my not, God. Not, not oh this year. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe so. next year, but not this Definitely year. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, it just it just wasn't the right look this year. <laughs> you, I mean, do you remember when they when they threw they, they threw in the first black bachelor from the bachelor uh no, like earlier I, this year nah yeah the, for the first time ever there was a black guy as the bachelor on that show damn ain't that like 28 it. seasons that show has been going on since we were children oh that's some bullshit that's yeah, crazy this that's kind that's kind of crazy this year that's kind of i mean so damn like what is it like, all right all right let's take a second uh, a second from people's magazine like what is it about inclusion they feel like the ratings aren't quite gonna be where it is because people want yeah, don't want to see like a black man. Of course, I mean, look, shows like that, you know, they're on NBC and you know ABC shit like that. Yeah. Those shows have to appeal to the masses. You, you just know what gotta I'm get you just gotta get the masses type of uh, type of black. You just gotta get like a Morris Chestnut <laughs> in there. I don't <laughs> even know if more. I mean, like Morris Chestnut. I, I know a lot of black women. Black women. Find yes. him very attractive, um, but if we're talking about the, uh, the, then the rest of the women don't know him. See, that's a, see, that's a, that's we have to clear this up. Okay, you're not putting a picture of Morris Chestnut in like Tay Diggs in front of white women or just any women for that matter. General, generally uh, speaking, uh, and they're just like ill. No, no, like, no. you're not gonna be like ill. But you're right. I don't think that that white people really know enough about a Tay Diggs or a Morris Chestnut. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to know that much to to just. Are we talking about just objectifying them? Just looking at them as objects? Well, no, it? no, 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 no. Like, I mean, yeah, if they if if they're just looking at these people, I think that yes, they are going to find them attractive. But as right. far as someone like that ending up on The Bachelor, you know what I'm saying? Right. A lot of people aren't going to know who the. I mean, granted, I don't think any of the people are ever celebrities, anyways. But that's what uh, I'm saying. It's not like they're going off of any history of what this person's accomplished that would make right. them okay, any more okay, okay. Yeah, I, qualified to fit this spot. It's not like, I, like it's the bachelor. Like well, you don't okay, gotta let me ask win you the fucking Nobel Peace Prize to be the bachelor. Let me, let me ask you this. What makes Morris Chestnut a black guy for the bachelor? He's, Just because he's he's got a nice smile and some smooth skin or what? Well, those things Hold matter. On. Nah, that's a world. That was a real crazy Wait, wait, I mean, those things are true. They are, they are. What was all you want to, those things are true about him. (laughs) He has a nice smile and smooth skin. Okay, all right. See, and I'm glad I brought this conversation up because we don't have a woman here to do the talking for us. Me and we as two heterosexual men have to do the speaking, period. Well, let me just say, before you say this, that doesn't come from a place of insecurity. I don't have I don't have a problem saying more Morris Chestnuts. Well, Morris Chestnut is a good looking guy. Yes. I just, I'm just constantly thinking about what I'm saying. So I'm just like, <laughs> oh, is that a little too much? 
Yeah, no, absolutely not. Yes, yeah, that, that is that is a these are facts. All right. <laughs> he, like Morris Chestnut has smooth brown skin, like the sky is blue right now. Okay, it's just it's just observation. It's just observational. Right. Um. But no, what makes but, what, but makes, what him, makes him? Yeah. He's 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 easy. He, one. Okay, so you've already alluded to the fact that he is kind to the eye, but he also speaks well. And what I mean, he speaks uh. well. What I mean is he speaks on a level, he communicates on a level in which the most amount of people can understand him. Uh-huh. It's not just like a bunch of slang so right. that only a certain type of people can understand what he's saying. He, so, I mean, that, that goes with the well. He dresses very nicely. What, he, if, he, what if he's just he, code switching? He looks in, but he, but he could, if, if he's, first of all, I don't think that as long as we've known Morris Chester, I think, I think we would have called him in one of those moments and be like, oh shit, he ain't, he's not really Morris Chestnut, at least not the way that, at least not the way that we know him. Um, but yeah, he, he dresses well. He has an inviting aura about himself. Yeah, I got you. You know, that everybody can get on board for. He just transcends through through all demographics. It's sort of like Dave Chappelle's comedy. Right. It, it, it's Everyone loves Dave Chappelle. Right. Like everyone loves like Kevin Hart. They're just certain people that can just transcend through all different sorts of demographics. And Morris Chestnut happens to be one of those types of people. I think Tay Diggs is another one of those type of people. I think Michael B. Jordan is another one of those type of people. I think Denzel Washington is one of those people. But again, we're just looking for a, a non-celebrity to be in The Bachelor. But that's so crazy that it's had to take it like 72 seasons to get just get one dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's insane. Yep. Um, we're at People's Magazine. Oh, yeah, so you had have, you have Michael B. Jordan this year. John, oh, yeah, that's where we were at. Fucking John Legend. Listen. <laughs> Listen, man. Can John Legend go in The Bachelor? Yeah. Well, no. One, because he's not a bachelor. <laughs> it, I'm, and, I'm talking about a single John Legend with, because because I feel like you're about to play him right now. Well, well no. And, and another thing, another thing that goes towards his desirability is the fact that he's been a faithful husband to Chrissy uh-huh. Teigen. Okay. So again, it's all it's it's a lot of different components that make someone desirable. He seems like a good church going type of guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he a seems fearing man. Yeah, respectable. <laughs> he cleans up well. He is a handsome dude. He sings well. He plays piano. He's worked with all the best musicians ever. And and you know, and he's been faithful to Chrissy Teigen. Like, of course, I I, I could see that. Um, I just think it's <laughs> when when we are objectifying and we are mostly going off of physical attraction that's that's more so where i play him okay. because i just because the other people like i said we got michael b jordan him the year before him we had idris elba okay <laughs> come on man i know I, I get you so are you, you had just, the, you had the rock like a few what, years before that so what are you saying about john legend Earl? That tell me what it, you're saying what i'm saying is that he he's not of the he he does not have the level of physical attractiveness that I, <laughs> that I believe most of the winners have. Most of these other people have a lot of the same things: amazing talents, amazing you know, fame, money, 
So you business, think that business the, acumen? I don't know all these other things, but when it just comes to this one thing, and there's and don't worry, there's there's definitely one other person on the list that I feel like is was a worse decision than John Legend. Okay, and that was Matt fucking Damon. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh-huh. Matt Damon? <laughs> what year was this? This had to have been when the. Uh, those the born movies were still That's running. So funny that you say that because it damn sure was. It had to be. That, that was the height that was the height of his career. It was like, I believe it was after <laughs> that's so funny that you said that. I believe it's after the Born Ultimatum came are out. You Matt Damon? Yeah. They, they would have they would have been better off putting Affleck up there. <laughs> oh, like, Ben Affleck won yes. in 2002. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> Should have won again. <laughs> all right, let me all right, let me let me go down this real quick so we can laugh. All right, so we have Michael B. Jordan this year, John Legend last year, Idris Elba before him, Blake Shelton in 2017. That's the guy from The Voice, I think. Yeah, the, the okay. country dude. You yeah. I, so I, I you get that vibe, older, you know, silver hair, country voice. Yeah, yeah flannel yeah. shirts and wranglers on. <laughs> You know, like people like you know, people like that sort of shit. What did they see in Matt Damon? <laughs> like he's um, he's just like your typical white guy. He rocks the little douche ramp in the front of his head. Like <laughs> what like what are we talking about? I think it was I think it was Jason Bourne. I think it was the fact that he was running around kicking ass, you know what I mean? It, it, pointing guns and shooting and flipping nigga, where, cars. Where was where was Tom Cruise that year? Uh <laughs> Well, let's see. Hold on a second. Hold on. Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise won in 90, in 1990. Whoa. God damn. <laughs> Sheesh. You said where was Tom Cruise? Like, if you get rid I mean, of that name, it's got to be Tom I don't know. Cruise. If we're just talking about white guys in action films, <laughs> where was where was Tom Cruise? <laughs> no, which is no, which is hilarious because it all, it's all white guys. Aside, aside from Michael B. Drew and John Legend, Idris Alba. Okay, in 2016, you had Dwayne Johnson. You had to throw him in there at some point. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, the only other like black dude was Denzel Washington in 96. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone else is a, is a white dude. Um, you had Chris, Chris, Chris Hemsworth in 2014. Okay. Okay, he's Thor. Yeah, he, yeah, You know what I mean? You, you get that. Yeah, no, I get that. Adam, Adam Levine, Levine, I forget how you say oh, his I last name. I definitely get that. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maroon Five, yep. sure. Uh, <laughs> your your arch nemesis in 2012, Channing Tatum. <laughs> what was he doing in 2012? What was, was it? Was it was probably uh, it was probably like Step Up. Oh no, that's way too far. Step Up was way too far. It was probably this must like have been 21 Jump Street or something. I don't know. Uh, it might. Oh, you know what? It was. It was a uh, twenty-two Jump Street. Oh, twenty-two Jump Street. See, the thing, the problem I have with that is that was that was Jonah Hill's movie. That Ooh. wasn't Channing Tatum's movie. Channing Tatum could have been replaced with anyone. You could throw. Oh Matt, no, I'm sorry. Thrown... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? No, the the, the movie. I'm sorry. That was that was two thousand like four, fourteen. 2010 was Dear John, and then 2012 was The Vow. So, you know, people were looking at him like, oh, shit. Yeah. But you also have to understand, look at this man's trajectory. Yeah, Magic Mike, 
Magic Mike Double XL, that's a woe. Um, <laughs> 20, 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, Duke. Uh, yeah, well, he with Duke, that was the character he played in. G.I. Joe, G.I. Okay. Joe Retaliation, Dear John, The Vow. Like, he was on a run. He was on a crazy run. I get you. You just think that he pretty much played like he, he like his acting chops on. So you feel the same way about him that Reginald feels about Michael B. Jordan. Like he's really not that um, great of it. Like he doesn't yeah, sell guess, you. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, um, like he doesn't. He doesn't sell you on being completely new characters. Yeah, I mean, I love Fruitvale Station, but you know, outside of that, like, ah, it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, 2011, Bradley Cooper makes sense. I can see that. You know what I mean, right? Limitless, love that movie. Yes. Ryan Reynolds. You know, I, I lo- oh, no? <laughs> okay. Not to- okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hold on a second. You can't. All right. Hold, no, 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 no. And this is why we have to stop here, because you have now doubted the attractiveness of Ryan Reynolds in Channing Tatum and not even Blake Shelton, but. Ryan Reynolds and Channing, and Channing Tatum. So I need you, like I had to talk about fucking John Legend. I need you to tell us why you're you're playing, why you're playing these people. Um, I don't know. Like when I look at these, when I look at these guys, I just I see, I don't know. I see these 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 white guys all with kind of the same head structure. Head structure has a lot to do with attractiveness. You know they. They, they, you know, like, I don't know what magazine it is, but it could be people. But, you know, they'll tell you head structure has the has a lot to do with attractiveness, you know? Yeah. And, like, when I'm looking at these guys, I'm just not, I'm just seeing, dare I use this word again, just a couple of cornball white guys. Like, I don't really <laughs> see the flair. Oh, you know you're looking, saying? oh, yeah, you're looking for something different. You know, it's just nothing stands out about these, especially Matt Damon. Nothing, <laughs> no, 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 Matt Damon's crazy. Out. No, that's crazy. Nothing really stands out. Now, I will tell you this: hmm. I don't know how I don't know how Matt how how old Matt Damon was um, when he got that award, but maybe because Channing Tatum was kind of this young heartthrob. You right. know what I'm saying? He's playing in these really heartthrobish movies. Yes. Um, I guess I can see that a little bit, but Matt Damon, you gotta punt that shit. You gotta, I don't know. All right, so get Matt Damon the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um. All right, I guess we can we can leave John Legend in there. Whatever. I still kind of have a problem with that, but it's fine. Like he's, <laughs> I guess he's cool. Come on, man. Um, he got the curly hair and the. <laughs> oh, I, I did. I did forget 2015 because I went from. Dwayne The Rock Johnson from 2016 to Chris Hemsworth in 2014. Uh, 2015, you've spoken to me about this man before, David Beckham. <laughs> oh, David Beckham is just a solid guy. Like, I, look, David Beckham is the nigga. Like, I don't Yeah. Like, come on. Look at that Yeah, guy. pretty much. He, yeah, he, he's been with his wife for, like, since, bef- since before he was exactly who he was. So there's, you get that loyalty that goes along into the desirability. I mean, clearly, just good-looking dude, solid. Uh, I'll tell you what. Have you heard him speak before, though? <laughs> yeah, I believe so. Yeah, his voice is super high. That's that's. <laughs> oh. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. Um, I mean, 
It's not a big I, deal. It's still fucking David Beckham, so yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. I'm just he's, saying. I'll, probably, I'll put that out there. He's good at soccer. He has tattoos and yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, Bradley Cooper, Ryan Reynolds. Okay, here we go. We're good, starting to get into some of them. 2009, my senior year of high school. I'm old. Johnny Depp. I can see that. Johnny Depp. Like, it's almost like he's just, like, he's almost weird enough and kind of out of the box enough that it's, like, sexy. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? That's that's kind of what I thought it is you were adverting to before. About who? You're you're looking for the flair. You're not looking for the same Uh, person over and over. Like, Johnny Depp, I feel like, would give you sort of that flair. Like, this nigga pretty much runs around looking like Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, like, that's kind of just how he dresses, for real. (laughs) Like, legitimately running around looking like Jack Sparrow is is fucking great. Um, Hugh Jackman in 2008. Oh, well, that nigga's Wolverine. That's a a done deal. That's a done deal. And and he's This is a great conversation right now between two straight guys. I love this. Isn't he, like, Australian or something, too? Uh, Yes, I believe so. Yeah, it's a done deal. Isn't he Australian too? Oh, yep, that did it. That did it. It's crazy how that works. It's so crazy how that hey, works. Look, man, the accent, it helps. You know what I'm saying? It definitely helps. All right, 2007. All right, so Hugh Jackman was your, your senior year of high school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 2007, that was Matt Damon. Trash. Trash. Two, 2006 was George Clooney. Everybody's- I, I, I knew George Clooney was going to come up at some point. Yes, yeah, I knew. I George know. Clooney. I, t- I told you that there were three people that won it twice. He's one of those people. Okay. <laughs> George Clooney, because people just love, people love dad-like characters, like a like a large, strapping sort of dad-like character. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that's sort of where the Blake Shelton comes in. Yeah. I think that's sort of where the Idris Elba comes in. Yeah. I, I, I see that in, yeah, yeah, I can't, yeah, I see that in George Clooney. 2005 with Matthew McConaughey. Yep. Okay, you got that. You let that go. No, Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. 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 No, I, 2000, I that. Two, 2004, Jude Law. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you, do you, but, so you do know, you are aware you're like of Jude Law. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, just some skinny, like just real skinny <laughs> white guy, like... I, what does he? I mean, what does he have to his name other than that? Look at the way. Look at the way that we're talking. <laughs> we're talking about people. <laughs> I mean, hey. <laughs> Two thousand three, Johnny Depp. <laughs> okay, so he won it twice. Yes, him and George Clooney and someone else. And this one other person. I you have to, you as soon as I say his name, you're gonna get that too. Hold on, give me a clue. Um. Well, he's not there just yet. So hold on a second. Okay. All right. Two thousand two. Ben Affleck. Okay. You're cool with that? Yeah, I'm cool with that. Okay. 2001. Oh, well, oh wait, hold no. On, hold on, hold on. Ben Affleck. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> and we're not we're not talking about Bat, like now Batman yeah, Ben Affleck. This is like probably like fucking Goodwill hunting Ben Affleck. Like, yeah. This is <laughs> 2002. What was Ben Affleck doing in 2002? Here's the thing, because a lot of people might think that I'm contradicting myself um, because Ben Affleck does have kind of those same like physical mm-hmm. values that I mentioned <laughs> that yes. um, Channing Tatum and Matt Damon have. 
I just, I don't know. I just like Ben Affleck as an actor a lot more than I like those other guys. So he's, oh, oh, see, so see, he oh, is, I see what's he, happening. He's, he's getting over over that that hump for me just a little bit. Okay, okay, I see what's happening there. Uh, did you ever see the Sum of All Fears? I don't think I have. Or the Third Wheel. I don't. Think these I've are seen things. These are things that he was doing in two thousand two thousand two. But anyway, yeah. All right, Ben Affleck. All right, let's move on for a second. All right, two thousand one. Pierce Brosnan. Oh yeah, I mean this nigga was 007. You so. fucking right. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> right. Anybody that's 007 can be on the cover of People Magazine for Sexiest Man Alive. You think so? You even think that dude Daniel Craig? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, just because if you're if you're gonna play 007, like you have to be. Yes, you have to be an attractive of that caliber. White man. Yes. Yes. Okay, you have to be an attractive white man. Hold on a second, because they were trying to get Idris Elba to play. I know, and, and, and you I know think what? That and that's exactly awesome. why. And that's exactly why, because Idris Elba won because they recognize him as being that dude. Uh huh. Damn, I would have fucking. Lo- Maybe they'll still do it in the future. I hope I they love do. to see fucking I w- Idris Elba. Nigga, that would be awesome. That would be so dope. That would be awesome. I, I hope, I hope that's in the works. I hope they're figuring that out. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's see. Where, where the fuck was I at? Piers Brosnan. Oh, 2000. This is the other guy. Um, you sure you don't want to just... I kind of want to see where your mind, why you're headed. You, do you, got, you just got any anybody in your mind if you feel like would win it in America? In along, your... with, along with Johnny Depp and, and George Clooney? Johnny Depp, George Clooney. I'm, I, I have to assume it's a white guy. Yes. Um, it's like the other one. The other one? What's <laughs> the like, hell? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want, I can give you. It'll probably give I just you want you to can... give me a clue. Okay. He's done. So, he's done. Just like Matt Damon, he has done various movies with George Clooney. With George Clooney. So was he in the Oceans movies? Indeed. I don't really remember the whole cast. Just who is it? Brad Pitt. Oh, I don't know why I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I didn't, you know what I mean? I motherfucker adopted like 27 African children. <laughs> you know, yeah. he played Achilles and Troy. He's a humanitarian. You know, yeah. I mean, Angelina. Uh, what, what was the one before that? Uh, Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Brad Pitt. What I, what I, is it what? just? I didn't really. I don't think Jennifer Aniston's all that. Like this is the one. This is the girl that was in Daredevil, right? With Ben Affleck. Uh, absolutely not. No. Okay. Who who are we talking about? Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking of some. You know what? Oh, oh my God. No, hold on a second. The same way that in a conversation a long time ago, when Reginald said that if white people don't know. Who I think is that Eddie Murphy or Martin Lawrence is that's racist. <laughs> you not knowing who Jennifer Aniston is off the top I, of your head is wild. That's super wild. Like, this a, is like one a, of America's have, sweethearts. I know. I have a face in my head. Well, you put it with well, I I believe it's um uh damn, what is the, the person think, from Daredevil? I think that's I think, Jennifer Garner. Yes. Jennifer yes. Garner. Yes. So Jennifer Aniston has to be that other blonde. One. 
see, see this is, oh man, this is crazy. White people, please don't leave the podcast. I, pro- I promise we're going to do better. Jesus Christ. Jennifer Aniston, bro. Fr- friends? Jennifer. Okay. I, that, and it's, it, that's who I'm thinking of. That's yeah. who I have in my mind. Yes. I yes. promise you, I didn't. I haven't seen one episode of uh, one episode of Friends. You've what you just say? I've never seen what I can't recollect, like watching a full episode of Friends. Wow. Yes. You like you like Seinfeld. Oh yeah, I fuck with Seinfeld heavy. Right. Okay. Okay. You just never watch. Wow. You not one episode of Friends ever. That's not, interesting. Not, like not that it can ever stand out and be like, oh, I remember that episode. Yeah, okay. Oh yeah. No, I can't either. Yeah. No, I, I can't do that. Yeah, like either. I've seen it on the television, but I've never okay. sat there and said, "Oh, friends, let me go ahead and sit back and enjoy this." <laughs> okay. Like, I've never, okay. I've never done that. Okay. So, so all right. So Brad, Brad Pitt in two thousand. Okay. <laughs> um, Richard Gere in ninety nine. I don't know if you know who that is. Yes. Um, okay. I do. I do. He. See, gray haired guy. Real. Yes. He was indeed. in uh, Double Jeopardy. You got it. Harrison Ford in 98. Come on. Oh, of course. You, I know who Harrison Ford is. No, I'm just saying, yeah, like, you know. Oh, well, you, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I can see that. You give, mean, it, hey, up to, you give it up to was, anybody that's running around. Yeah. Yeah, anybody that's Indiana Jones is going <laughs> to. Anybody that's Indiana Jones. Yep. Have they have they done a remake? Have, or is it just because he's still around? Um, I don't I know. That, I don't know. Like a remake where he wasn't playing Indiana Jones. One of, yeah, like are they going to sure. be able to. Are they going to sure. be able to do that? I don't think they have. I'm sure they'll do it eventually. Yeah, he's gonna, man. he's gonna, he's gonna die one day. They're gonna do it eventually. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> Ninety-seven, George Clooney. Okay. Ninety-six, Denzel Washington. Okay. Ninety-five, Brad Pitt. Okay. Ninety-four, Keanu Reeves. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> The Matrix I, series was that in that was not ninety four. Yeah, hey, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, there's no way in hell that was ninety four. Yeah, this. Uh, <laughs> what was he doing in ninety four? I don't fucking know. It might have been like that movie. Uh, not Crash. Uh, what was it when he was stealing? No, oh, no. That I'm thinking of the other dude that I don't really like that much. Um, uh, that was um Gone in sixty seconds. Who was that? <laughs> uh, I I don't remember. The other dude that I don't really care for, uh, <laughs> is his name Nick? No, I forget it. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> um, who was the dude that played Ghost Rider? <laughs> What's that dude? Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, yeah, you okay. think, I guess I can see what you're saying. They both have like dark hair. And, yeah, like, they're, they're like the yeah, same. Come on, yeah, bro. They kind of have like the same cranium. Yeah, like, they're not. They're not really the best of actors, really. Um. <laughs> I'm not just because I'm, just because you like Keanu Reeves movies doesn't mean okay that's that's another thing just because you like someone's movies doesn't mean they're a good actor it just means that they were they have good movies okay it, it means that there was a good there could have been a great team around them a, you know a great script great directors producers a whole lot of money backed by whatever production company universal like you well, you know you know what that, I guess that makes sense because Keanu Reeves is kind of the same person in every movie. He's just this, yeah, so I was, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, he's kind of like that, but he's yes. in a lot of great movies though. I, I bet, I bet he is. So, there are a lot, so, a lot of people that are in great. Okay. 
what's the chick from um from the the Twilight films? Um, what the hell is her? I Kristen Stewart. Do you think she's a good actor? <laughs> I've honestly I've only seen her in the Twilight series. I don't think that's I've ever enough. Seen her in that's else. enough. That's enough. <laughs> All right, listen. I mean, maybe, but then again, also, who the fuck am I? I don't know what I'm talking about, but I don't really think it just it takes a lot, really. I mean, again, you, it's sort of like when people try to have the conversation of who's better between Denzel Washington and and Will Smith. The where I kind of get caught up in that is Will Smith. He has such range. He's played so many different types of characters. And I just couldn't imagine Denzel Washington playing a movie, like playing a role like Hancock. I knew you were going to say that. Because <laughs> that is probably the most outlandish, one of the most outlandish roles uh, roles Will Smith has ever played. Like It's just like, whoa, really? But he can't, But he did well. I love that. No, but it, it was good. It was good. It was great. I couldn't. I couldn't see him playing Hitch either. I don't want to see Denzel. I could see Will Smith playing Hitch. Wait, say what? Oh, no, you talking about you? You can see Denzel playing Hitch or Will yeah. Smith playing Hitch? Okay. Um, and I, no, and, I, and no. I can't see and I can't see no. Denzel playing. Who else? I couldn't see him playing the fucking fish from Shark Tale. I couldn't see him. I don't do the, the, what, what. There's just what. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say. I wonder if Den, I don't even think Denzel does voiceovers. Ooh. I mean, maybe, maybe not. I, I don't think that I, I've, I've heard of it, but that's what I'm saying. Like, why not? Okay. There's just a lot of things, but a lot of the films I see Denzel do, I could, I could see Will Smith getting in that bag because he does a lot of dramatic stuff. I've seen him in Seven Pounds. I've seen him in I Am Legend. I've, Yo, uh, I've, Seven Pounds is low-key one of my favorite Will Smith films. I have to go back and watch it. I have to go back and watch it. I don't think I could, I could have appreciated it when it came out. I don't I don't think I appreciated it for what uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm sure that if I I'm sure if I watched it right now, I would definitely pick up on some things that I didn't pick up on. I think I it was just I'm looking for Will Smith to be running around and doing something be lively and it just was the complete opposite character. It was a complete opposite. So I just wasn't I was like what the fuck is Will Smith doing here? Like what do we like what do we got going on? And I didn't really get as much out of it as I want. It was a deep movie. You want to? Uh, you want to know? Deeply emotional, and I think at that time I may have been a sociopath. So, oh, I didn't. Wow. So I, I didn't. I didn't quite. Jesus. I didn't quite. I didn't quite get that one. Wow. <laughs> I th- I'm pretty certain. I'm almost certain I had a really rough time back then associating uh, emotions. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but what were you about to say? Um, this is such just a crazy random fact that I came across and I'm going to bring it up because you brought up Denzel Washington. Um, in his earlier movies, um, God, what movie was that? There was a movie he was in with uh, that woman from a uh, pretty woman uh, with Richard Gere and whoever, God, whatever her name is. I forgot her name. I'm sorry. Um, hmm, what, what were they doing in the movie? In pretty woman? Or, no, in whatever oh, movie you're talking well, about. Well, here's the thing. There was a scene where he was supposed to kiss this woman, um, and she she was she was a white woman, indeed. And, and he decided not to because he knew that his core fan base was black people and or black women, and he didn't want to jump into Hollywood's one sided view of beauty by 
kissing up on this white woman when he, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I and I thought that was interesting, and I'm just and I'm like, wow. I wonder. I wonder if he's ever like. I wonder if if he's ever like just inadvertently excluded himself from roles because of that way of thinking. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Wait, I mean, we, that, yeah, that's not something we, yeah, nothing we got to get into, but I yeah, just, yeah, no, I just that's, thought that's about very, it. That's very true. And then again, now I'm just really looking at his <clears throat> his movies. When he has tried to go and do some of the more comedic stuff, I wasn't really... Like, I was another one I was just thinking of is I couldn't have fucking seen Denzel Washington being... Mike Lowry from the Bad Boy series alongside Martin Lawrence. And then I'm looking at this fucking movie, Two Guns with him and Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Like that was that was kind of that one. And, I I remember and, when that trailer came out and I already knew that I was never going to see that. <laughs> That's the thing. I can't even like I'm over here commenting on it, but I never even watched the movie because it's fucking him and Mark Wahlberg it, back it, to back. <laughs> all you had to say was Mark Wahlberg in, a, in an action film. And I already know what I'm getting. I already know what I'm getting. I, I already know. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg's not really. Yeah, he's not like, really. They probably they should they should have probably had Samuel L. Jackson play that role. He's a, you know what I'm saying? Instead of Denzel. Uh, but see, that's what I'm saying. So when we see Denzel Washington, he—I mean—he's great in a lot of things. The Equalizers, Training mm-hmm. Day, clearly, Man on Fire, amazing, yeah. American Gangster, Flight, oh, yeah. Glory, Inside Man, Malcolm X, Remember the Titans, The Book of Eli. Hold on, nigga. De- did you did you write these down? Or no, I'm you- looking at them right now. Oh, I was about to say, <laughs> damn, nigga, you. You got the whoa deja vu. John Q, which you know is a movie I cried watching. Yes, John Q was doing the most for his son. Amazing. Oh, two thousand two. Unstoppable. Safe house. Out of time. The Manchurian Candidate. He got game. Antoine Fisher. It's the preacher's wife. What are we talking about? This man got movies. Yes, he does. Fences, if you want to go see, I didn't see Fences. I didn't That's why go I didn't see do Fences, but I'm sure but I, it was. But I believe in it because it's not only him, but again, you sell me with anything that has Viola Davis's name on it. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm certain that it's amazing. Yeah. I'm absolutely certain. <laughs> the Magnificent Seven. I didn't watch that one. Uh, did I see that? Was that? That was Quentin Tarantino, right? I, I believe. directed that? Yes. yes I'm trying to figure out if, I, if it was that one I saw or if it was The Hateful Eight. Oh, I think the hateful late was was that was Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, the Magnificent yeah. Seven. Okay, nah, no, nah, this is I, I, I think I saw hateful late. I don't think I saw the Magnificent. No, nah, this this director is named like Antoine Foucault. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that ain't that ain't nothing like that. But yeah, man, I don't know. It's yeah, Will Smith and him. Like I said, he he's 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 just a whole lot more dynamic. He's just done so many just wild films. Aladdin. Bad Boys, Pursuit of Happiness, I Robot. Greatest and- film to date. <laughs> Hold on, wait. Hold on, wait. wait, wait. <laughs> Pursuit of Happiness, right? Happiness. I know how you feel about it. No, I, it isn't amazing. <laughs> I, I wish you could see my face right now. <laughs> I know I know how straight it is right now. <laughs> Men in Black. Whoa, that's a- <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. 
<laughs> Suicide Squad didn't really care for it. Didn't really care to, you know, see him run around with Margot well, Robbie and that one, to be honest. You, you want to know something, though? That what? was his movie. He had the most lines out of yeah. anybody in that movie. Like, that was a Will Smith movie. I don't give a shit what nobody says. That makes sense to me. I, I believe it. Uh, two that I liked that were not so critically acclaimed were After Earth in 2013. I thought that was I thought that was a yeah, great movie. I liked After Earth. I really liked that. See, a lot of people just thought that it was whack. One because it was more Jaden than it was Will, right? And they, I, mean, I guess people weren't really ready for that. I mean, it was more so Jaden running around doing the yeah. stuff, and, and Will was just banging up the whole time, sitting in a ship waiting for Jaden to get back to him. So that makes it not a good film. I don't. I don't know. People just. I don't know. I think it just did. You know, terribly on Rotten Tomatoes and things like that. But I liked it because it spoke on fear. What fear is to us, how we can interact with fear. I thought it was. I thought it was awesome. And I like Will Smith throwing his son in there to get a bag. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I mean, but and if if you like that, then I, that's. Probably another reason why you like Pursuit of Happiness that much more. No, honestly, it didn't. Even, it don't got shit to do with that at all. Oh, okay. That is just an amazing. Movie. It is. I, I, you cannot not cry when that movie is played. The scene when they when they got to sleep in the bathroom. You already know. You already know what it is. You already gotta, know. Even or even the redemption or, feel when he walks out of that building after getting the job. At that's the end. exactly what I was about to say. It's oh, that's hilarious. It's I, one of the two of those. Like for two different reasons, either you're just sitting there with them, cold and hungry on this hard bathroom floor in the subway, Somebody banging on the door like. Hey, I need to get in there. And you just in there trying to keep your kids safe, give them something oh, to sleep. Oh my gosh, man. Come and on, you're just man. and you're just a man with all the brains and ambition in the world, and you just uh-huh. got a rough, a rough dealing, and you're just trying yep. to do the best by your kid, man. Yep. Oh. Oh. I think, by the way, I think that I cried during that movie as well as John Q because of that. I think I told you it's because of that filial role, that role between the father and the son. Uh-huh. I think it's something about the relationship that I have with my father that made that made me connect with him like that. Just seeing somebody just go, John Q, are you kidding? This man held up the hospital. Sure did. He was like, you going to put my son on his list and change his heart. Yep. And and, and didn't even have, and, and the gun was empty the whole time. <laughs> the gun was empty the entire movie. Like he was just, he just do wanted the best do. for us. Do what you got to do for your family. I just, man, that was fucking great. Oh, and then other movie, Collateral Beauty. Also like that movie a lot. I don't know if you saw that one. Oh, well, I got to go back to what you just said just now. Because like, now that I'm thinking about it. You thinking about that? fight, fight, fighting the world for Ja'Cory? No, no, no. That's, <laughs> that's not what I'm thinking about. Oh. <laughs> but the fact that his gun didn't have any bullets in it, like. That I know that took a couple years off the sentence. Because if that gun had bullets in it, yes. like you know, because the fact that it didn't have bullets in it, it's like, well, he had no intention to shoot anyone. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like you have to take that into account. Yeah, like, no, that go, that, that was in so there. smart on, on it. It was. <laughs> it was. It was very, very smart. But he got it done. It was it's just so dope. And he gave his heart. He gave his heart. Wait, did he? No, Is that he, what I, had I I think he, he was, was about going to. to. He was, he was about to give his heart. Yeah, his yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then one at, came and then at the last second, they got the yeah, they got the transplant. Yeah, because yeah. because I definitely watched him go to court at the end of that movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> very, very true. Um, I will say this: concussion. Eh. I didn't eh. see that one. 
yeah, like, you know, maybe I got to go back, but mm. enemy <laughs> enemy of the state in, in 99, hey, in 98, that was that's great. That's one of my favorites. That's, yeah, Will Smith. Uh, Damn, that I'm about is to one go. of my favorites. I'm about to get off the phone with you. I'm about to stop this and go watch <laughs> Yo, Will Smith movie. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Will Smith, man, he got some joints. Focus. Focus with Margot Robbie. That was one that I was willing to go watch. Yes. Is that the one when they're like robbing? Yes, that he's a they're, they're con artists. Something okay. Yeah, I don't know if I ever. I don't think I ever actually saw that one. Oh yeah, you should watch it. It just deals with you know slide of the hand sort of stuff. Okay, I, I believe that they got one of the the best con artists in the game, and they they dealt with a, and they they were uh, deferred to a bunch of just top shelf thieves in the world, and and con and con artists and stuff like that. And yeah, it was fucking awesome. Where pretty much they just, you know, distraction 101. They put all your focus over here and then they do all this stuff over here. Like take your belt and your watch and your wallet off of you while they're talking to you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Super, super dope stuff. Uh, Bright. Did you watch that Netflix movie where you was like, you know. I did. Like, I did. Yeah. I liked it. It wasn't one of his best films, but I liked it. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. You know, the Men, Men in Black series. I'm cool with that. Are those I'm, movies I'm, not legendary or what? I mean, the oh, ones I mean, with Will, the ones with Will Smith. I don't know about that new joint that came out. Like oh that yeah, shit. I didn't, I didn't see that either. Oh, Nigga, that, all that of his, I mean, they're all so damn. He means so much to our culture, man. <laughs> like, I'm just looking at these movies. Wild Wild West in '99. One, one more reason why you may want to watch the Fresh Prince reunion. <sighs> Here's the thing. It ain't the Will Smith reunion. Like I gotta now, <laughs> I gotta now just know about. I don't really care to know what Jeffrey and Hillary and Ashley and like. I don't because well, that's what, what it is, you know right? What? They're just gonna they're just gonna come together and talk about like it's gonna be one of those type of things, okay. right? Let me. Let they me just come to, together let... and talk about what how they felt on set and what they're doing nowadays. I'm, I'm so, certain that. It, I'm certain that that is probably the premise of it, and there's a lot of that in there. But let me try to sell you on this point. So you know, they obviously they switched out the Aunt Vivs um, in, yes. in Fresh Prince. Before that reunion, Will Smith had not previously spoken to the original Aunt Viv for 27 years. A lot of the reunion has to do with how all that came about, how she got kicked off the show. It had to, you know, from what I understand it, had a lot to do with Will, um, and, mm, and in, the, in the original that was the dark that was the, the dark, dark skin one. one that was the dark mm. skin one, and a lot of in a and there's a lot you know from what I haven't seen it yet, but from what I'm hearing, a lot of it has to do with how how why and how it took him so long to try to mend that relationship. And as I was watching, you know, some some excerpts and stuff like that from it, and I was seeing that stuff. You're the first person I thought of, Earl, because I was like. This is at least this part. I think Earl would be interested in simply because it has uh, to do sim- simply because it has to do with um you know I guess I don't know mending relationships and yeah you know uh, how those relationships got broken and yeah. you know why it took us so long to get here and yeah, uh, yeah. you know stuff like that. Yeah no no I mean okay all right it, this is a, this is an HBO series. No it's just a just a special. I don't it's know how long it is. Special. It's just one. Yeah, it's just one special. All right. I don't think it's not a series. All right. All right. I'm going to have to do it. 
Him and, uh, yeah, he, he means a lot to the Will culture. Smith. No, it's okay, the Fresh right, Prince I'm, of Bel Air. I'm gonna watch the damn thing. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna watch it. We can and then we can come back and we can talk about it. When is this thing supposed to air? It's already out. Oh shit, for real? All right. Yeah. Okay, all right. I'll watch it. We can come back and talk about it. I'm all not right. gonna continue to compare Denzel Washington and Will Smith. Both great right. people. Uh, <laughs> people Magazine. You know, congratulations for you all can continuing to try to be inclusive and put some black people, some some good looking black people on there, <laughs> some yep. talented. Good-looking, famous, rich black people on there. Um, bachelor, <laughs> bachelor, keep it up. I don't know. <laughs> try a little bit harder. Maybe get a get a Latino on there the next time. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's try to shake it up a little bit. Right. Um, but yeah, all right. That's that's what I got on my. I, I've done my my pop culture quota now. Uh, all right. Well, I'm gonna keep it going with the pop. Get it. So I'm only bringing this up because I know that you didn't watch it. Okay. G versus Jeezy. Okay, okay, no, we can we can talk about this. I, I've I've been brought up to speed enough to be able to talk about it. Um, and there's one aspect of it that I kind of want you to speak on. Um, okay, do, before I mean, we get do, into that, for what? for anyone that doesn't know what he's talking about, Gucci. Well, I mean, I guess since really the beginning of the quarantine back in March or so. Mm-hmm. There have been a lot of versus battles. And what that means is that you just take two very highly renowned artists, musicians, and then you just have them play their biggest hits next to each other. And then you have the people, the populace come together and kind of see who wins. It's never really definitive, but right. that's the, that's the whole point and the love of it, really. Yeah, I think and I think it's better that way, to be honest, um, just kind of having you know, the masses like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, he won or they won or not. Nah, it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. Uh, this is why this was a bad song to play versus this one. It didn't quite make sense. Like this, these were cooler, deeper cut songs. These were cooler mass, like hits. Yeah. You know, oh, this person has more hits than this person, but this person has better content, whatever the case may be. Yeah. But this one in particular is Gucci Mane versus Young Jeezy. Continue. Um, do you know their history? I was, I, I don't know too much about it, but I just heard, you know, Jeezy sent some dude to kill <laughs> Gucci Mane like 15 uh-huh. years ago. Uh-huh. And, and Gucci Mane, in fact, killed that gentleman. Yes. Yes. Okay. So let me start by saying that this was probably one of the most hood ass <laughs> televised uh, things I've ever seen on television. Yes. Um, I think it probably comes second to Snow in the Bluff. Oh, God. Um, one, it was held at the world-renowned Magic City Strip Club in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Okay. Okay. And two, the whole reason it's even happening is because they have history. You, like, like Earl said, young Jeezy sent someone to kill Gucci Mane. Jeez, this and is so Gucci wild. Mane ended up killing that person, and for the last fifteen years, Gucci Mane has been making been making it known in you know some of his songs that he does not fuck with Gucci. I mean, he does not fuck with Jeezy, and he also continuously talks about the fact that he put his partner in the dirt. Whew. Um, that's pretty. That's pretty heavy. <laughs> and I gotta tell you. Almost every other fucking song Gucci played, he talked about Jeezy in it. Oh, like, my gosh. Like, it was almost kind of cringeworthy because, like, Jeezy is just sitting there listening 
to these diss tracks. They're just, just they're just they're diss tracks. Um, and so here's 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 where my critical thinking comes in. Maybe Gucci Mane and Jeezy need to watch the Fresh Prince reunion and figure out how Aunt, <laughs> Aunt Viv and Will Smith came back and talked to each other and passed things up after so many years. Well, I'm glad you I'm glad you said that because you know Will Smith. Um, and this is, you know, I, I haven't watched the reunion, so I don't know that this is exactly what happened, but from what I've been seeing, it seems like Will Smith had a lot to do with her not being on the show anymore. Yeah. Will Smith did not send someone to her <laughs> home to take her off of this earth. Oh man, the rap game is crazy. Or rap slash street slash crack game, I should say, yeah. is is crazy because so, who knows exactly how deep this goes. So, so just I mean, just think about this. A lot of people had different opinions. A lot of people were like, "Oh, you know, Gucci's still on that." You know, you know, even Jeezy brought it up while it was happening. He was like, "Oh, that was that was you know, I was fifteen, twenty years ago." Blah yeah. blah blah. And but I'm just like, well. <laughs> you sent someone to kill him. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> right. Like, and can you really forgive someone yeah, for that? Yeah, I feel you. It's not like you stopped me from getting a job opportunity or like you stepped on my sneakers at the club one day. You sent right. someone, you, wow, like you paid someone money. To come and kill me, take me away from my family and loved ones. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty deep. So yeah, I mean, was, I mean, was, I, I, yeah, I tried to kill you, but that was fifteen years ago. Come on, get over it. I, feel, I feel you. It's <laughs> it's it's kind, of, it's kind of crazy to think that, but uh, now this is where you know this is where the hippy dippy part comes in. You you would hope that the highest versions of ourselves, you would hope could be able to get to a place where you could forgive someone for the most heinous of crimes. Uh Because at the end of the day, people may not really want to to acknowledge this, but at the end of the day, that hate is only in your heart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That hate doesn't do anything to anyone else. That's just all it does is, is corrode your spirit. That's it. It don't hurt nobody else. You're the one with the grudge. You're the one with the hate. You're the one with the malice. It, it, it's not doing anything. It's not doing anything for you. So you're you would also ho- you're also the only one in that situation that could have potentially died. Well, 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 yeah. I mean, so that's kind of like against the point you're saying. Well, I don't know. It's just I look. Here, listen, no, listen. No, you go. Yeah, you go. You go. go I ahead, understand go why you wouldn't. Let me. All right. Let me get this straight. So. Or, I just want to lay this down firmly so no one thinks that I'm just being too hippy-dippy about this. I'm not saying I don't understand why you would not forgive someone for sending sending a henchman to come and murder you. I understand completely why you would be upset at that and why you feel as though you may never forgive that person as long as you live. Understood. All I'm saying is that It would be great to aspire to be the type of person that could forgive that because that, again, holding on to that anger and and hatred is only going to put you in anguish. It puts it puts no one else in anguish. Right. 
Like that that's that's what I'm saying. So you don't want to become a full time agonist simply because you don't want to forgive something that happened in the past. It, it's it's only going to hurt you mentally and then physically, because we know that those two things through modern technology and science research, we understand that those things are linked. You can just there's it's actually in a book I read a while ago called I Don't Want to Talk About It, I believe, by Terrence Real. Uh, mostly spoke about men always wanting to be, you know, or just being indoctrinated to be the big Paul Bunyan alpha male type to puff your chest up and walk around with your muscles out and never give any of your feelings, never smile, sort of reminiscent of what we were talking about with you feeling corny for going out and having a good time fishing. They were taught never to do those things. Stand up, back straight, never let them see you cry, never let them see you feel. And so through time, all that stress and anguish inside slowly starts to hurt you physically as well. Mm-hmm. And this is real research. You can go in and find this out. It's, 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 it's well known in the uh, psychological field now. So you would hope that you could forgive. That's all I'm saying. But I completely understand why you why you wouldn't. Well, yeah. And the whole reason I brought it up because I wanted to get your uh, your otherworldly aspect <laughs> uh, otherworldly thoughts on the situation. Like, is something like that forgivable? You know what I'm saying? But like you said, you would only you would you could only hope to be the type of person that could get forgive someone for that. Um, yeah, probably for your own good. Yeah. Yeah. You don't necessarily forgive just to for the other person's sake. It would it would be best if everyone if you forgave them, if they if they came to you one for forgiveness, it would be this. is This is the ideal situation. The person that transgress comes to the transgressee. They say, yeah, listen, sorry, I sent that dude to kill you that one time. My bad. (laughs) Right. And then and then you forgive them. They forgive themselves. Everything. People are good. People can continue now to grow after that. But if you're holding on to that, there's something we always have to be thinking about the things that we're holding on to that are stopping us from adapting and growing and, and, and chopping, chopping that fat off because, because there's always that thing. There's always something, some baggage that we should be letting go so that we have more room to carry the better things that we're looking for. But if you, but if your hands are full with a bunch of other bullshit baggage, like you, you got no room for the opportunities ahead of you. So that's that's sort of what I'm talking about. It would be great if everybody came and everybody wanted to reconcile and, you know, give thanks and forgiveness, blah, blah, blah. But for you, just as as you as an individual, it's best if you just forgive, not just for them, but more so for yourself. Right. Yeah. But um, throughout the entire battle, I mean, Gucci was just throwing every shot he could. He was talking. He was he was talking shit about uh, this nigga's outfit. He was he was talking about the fact that he ain't had a hit song since like oh seven. It's like it's, it's, every time Jeezy played something, Gucci was like, like after it played, he was like, he was like, man, where the new shit at? Like get that get that oh five shit out of here. Get the, where the new shit at? Yeah, yeah, I heard, uh, I heard, and I heard, also heard Jeezy was just like, I don't have to, and, <laughs> and then he would just play whatever he wanted to play next. Yeah. So um, this is this is something I will have to say. I was thinking about this on the car right after I heard about this. Is I don't I you know what? I really don't like stunting. 
Or, or let me let me rephrase this. I don't like I don't like the way that people stunt. Maybe that's what I should say. Okay. I don't like the value system of you know telling somebody what sort of hits that they don't got versus your hits or how much money you got or what you got because I I heard Gucci tried to say some about whatever how much he was wearing like however much his outfit cost yeah, as a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To which Jesus just said, yeah, well, half of Atlanta's like, I, I own that in real estate or something uh-huh, like that. Uh-huh. He was also saying, he was like, yeah, I didn't know this was a fashion show. <laughs> See, so my whole thing is, we have to get away from trying to stunt on people with our acquisitions. <laughs> we just we just have to. Like, why is, like, come on, man, true gentlemen, that's not, that's not how we go about things. Oh, I got this. Oh, I got that. So you ain't shit. Well, I got that because that's that's why that's why so many people say it because they don't got nothing that any of these people are talking about. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. so they so they're looking up to these people thinking, oh, well, you know what? If they're if they're talking shit to each other about how they don't got none, and I don't have anything close to what either one of these people have, <laughs> I'm really not shit. I am which, bottom of the barrel. Yeah, which is absolutely ridiculous. That isn't the way that we should be. Come on, man. Like, that's really how we're looking at each other. We got to be better. I, be better. I I actually really commend both of them for coming together and doing it. Um, One, right. for Jeezy knowing what he was getting himself into. Because I know that he knew when he went up there, it was going to be nothing but a bunch of shit talking from Gucci. A bunch of, I killed your partner. Oh my I God. better go dig your partner up. Like, he said <laughs> these things. He told this nigga to go dig his partner up. Bro. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Yo. That um, is. But that's what I'm saying. That's how you know just the street life is different. <laughs> just yeah. the fact that someone can send someone to kill you. And you haven't. Not only has Gucci. Well, he hasn't forgiven him clearly. But the fact that he hasn't been ever since trying to now murder Jeezy back is <laughs> is, is is wild to me. Just the fact that it's it's sort of to I mean, some because to some degree he did forgive or 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 for not necessarily forgive or forget, but I don't know what did he do. He allowed some leniency through the time. I guess he grew in yeah, some he, way and was like, you know him. what? I don't I don't like the fact that you did that. I didn't necessarily completely forgive you, but I'm I'm kind of off of it for the fact that I am not trying to kill you. Yeah. Well, you, a, you know, a, I don't know. I mean, it's almost like he got lucky. Like, it's like Jeezy sent someone to kill him. And the best thing that could have happened in that situation was for Gucci to kill that, to kill his partner. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Right. Because it was self-defense. That was the best case scenario. Uh, yeah. So it's like, well, Gucci, it's like, okay, it's either he sends someone to kill Jeezy or he does it himself. Either way, it can go tremendously wrong. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So it's like, it's like the best case scenario happened in that first altercation. Do I want to repeat that and potentially have it not go my way and go to jail for the rest of my life? Bro, have you ever thought about what it would take for you to do some of the wild shit that like we hear about through rap songs? And th- first of all, first and foremost, Duty and I were listening to 
Get Rich or Die Trying, one of your favorite albums. One of the best albums to ever, one of the best hip hop albums to and ever that, grace my ears. And that was year what? Was that maybe like 05, 04? That sounds about right. Get Something Rich like or Die Trying. What I, what I will tell you is this is 2003, February 6, 2003. Okay. What I will say, we were children listening to this music. I know. <laughs> we were children uh-huh. li- listening to if you if you were smart you'd be shook of me because I get tired of looking for you spray, spray your, mama your mama crib, crib and let, let your, your ass, ass look, look for me, for me. <laughs> okay <laughs> one I understand why our parents were looking at us crazy at all the things we were listening to because we don't even, we didn't even understand like just how crazy this lifestyle is <laughs> right we're just we're just singing along. But that street life, <sighs> bro, that's, I don't know, man. I'm just thinking about all this. This is crazy. Just think about what it would take for you, what circumstances you would have to be placed in to go and shoot up somebody's mom's house, knowing that they're not there just so you could get that person's attention so that they could come to you and you could kill them as well. <laughs> but think about what it would take for Keon Harris to do that. <laughs> <laughs> for me to go shoot up somebody's mom's house? Yes. In in and in, in, in anticipate their arrival so that you could also murder them as well. This person would have had to take everything away from me. <laughs> they would have had to they would have had to have blown up my entire family in one setting. They they pretty much would have had to do what I, I what I'm initially doing to them right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. And and I so an eye for an eye is pretty much how you how you're looking yeah, at things. Like, it's like it would take me, it would be something in, like, I would have had to been heartbroken, truly broken yeah. for me to want to do something like that. And that's why I say that it's great to aspire to be of that highest version that doesn't have an eye for an eye sort of mentality because I hear that an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. Right. Ooh. But yeah, I mean, so that's just kind of where I think about it because I've, I've definitely had thoughts before, man, like, I don't know why I've ever thought about it, but just sitting around and just start thinking the deep, dark shit, just like, man, if this is like, what would it take for me to be this type of person? Well, you know what? Because the thing is, is a lot of people are out here going to jail for less. So you have to think to yourself, like, what would it take for me to end up behind bars? Because it it would take a lot for me to end up behind bars. That is a theory of mind sort of exercise. That is what helps build empathy. And that's why that's one of the many things that I get from reading novels is you're you're forced in a position in which you have to look at things through many different vantage points. If you're reading, you know, novels in third person omniscient, that is. But go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, like, I, 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 I read these stories all the time of people just going to jail all willy nilly, you know, treating it like an extended vacation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's how, you know, that's how these people get institutionalized. They get used to it. You know what I'm saying? That's all they know. Yeah. But it's just like, like, I, oh, I swear I'm not going to jail all willy nilly just because on some bullshit. Yeah. Like, it would take a lot for me to end up behind bars. Like, you, you would have to, like, if me and my fiance are walking down the street, and you, and you slap her ass, I'm willing to go toe-to-toe with you right then and there. And if I go to jail for it, then I go to jail for it. 
what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you would have to really do something really <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, yeah, that's the, yeah, I'm not going, here's the thing, um, we, you and I know people, we'll leave names out of it, clearly, but you and I have known people from back in middle school that, that went to jail, um, you know, early high school went to jail and are going to be there for life, Yep. and, oh my goodness gracious, that's just such a wild, that's just such a wild thought. Because isn't it, I, isn't it isn't it also funny how like I'm certain that the people that we're both thinking about and we may yeah. be thinking about different people, but isn't it funny how like all those people were just like the coolest of niggas at that y- time? Yeah, because it's it's about that value system I was just talking about. Oh, I got this on, oh I got that on, except at that point in time it was it was who goes the hardest. Uh-huh. Who you like you don't really who, go like that. Who has, who has the most fear? Who's, you know, yes. Who, you know, who who got niggas trembling? Who who don't want to fight? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> the, you know, middle school is a jungle. Yeah. <laughs> At least that, that's how I remember it being. <laughs> There's just a whole lot of people playing grab ass and nut checking and fighting in the, in the cuts. Woo. And it was just a jungle. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just cool little wildlings running around. But niggas, yeah, niggas that's scheduling fights after school. Yeah, what <laughs> a thousand percent. Yeah, like like yo, you going to the fight after school? Like oh yeah, it's over at the cut. Blah blah blah. Sometimes there would be 30, 40, 50. I don't see crowd. Oh my gosh, oh, I think yeah. the largest crowd I've seen for a fight. This isn't even. Let me really try to. I think the largest crowd. This is between two girls. Uh, one of them. So remember when you had that rap beef, the main the main one that used to be your friend, his sister, was fighting was fighting a chick, and you talking about I, the person I was beefing with, his sister. Yes. Okay, I got you. They yeah, um, they probably fought. I want to say it was like after the last day of school, in like eighth grade or something like that. Everybody, because everyone knew this fight was gonna go down, and this one particular girl used to beat the shit out of girls all the time. Oh, so God. people, so people couldn't wait oh. for this. <laughs> and the other one was fleeing the school, like she tried to get ahead of everyone, but she had to walk home. So like everybody was walking after her. People were letting the other one know, hey, she went this way. So everybody's walking down the street. The they were hell? like, bro, there were like sixty kids just aiding walk- her demise. Oh my gosh, walking down Wellington Road, just just waiting, just waiting for this one girl to catch up to the other one. And oh boy, it went down. She was just picked up her hair, had her hair up in it, and it was just beating her around like a tether ball. It was, it was terrible. Yeah, man, but I, I've definitely seen some. But yeah, back then it, it was about the fear. And you're right. And they they were cool. And then and then they got put away. And from what I'm saying, like I said, there'll be, you know, life. And it's just so crazy to think about that. For me, time, man. I'm, I'm constantly trying to use every minute of every day that I have. And if when I just think about being in jail for three months. Right. I think I th- I think about what my last three months have has served me. Yep. And I'm like, I could I needed that. <laughs> in the three months before that, and the three months before like every every day there's just so much that it, you know life holds for me. 
if I choose to reap the benefits of the opportunities presented. But, oh, my gosh, just to say, yeah, nah, five years taken away from you. Ten, oh, my goodness gracious. Ten years, 25 years. What? And then and then niggas and then niggas be getting out. You know what I'm saying? Like it's something to be proud of. Like, shit, nigga, I did 10, nigga. And I'm just like, okay. Um, like, it's, wh- why are we are we applauding this? Like, what are we talking about right now? I don't know, man. It's I don't know. It's rough. Like you said, that the institutionalized part of it is really, really it's interesting because it's it's a it's a perspective that you and I have don't know about. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can't I can't even I can't even begin to fathom exactly what that's like to be to be just put in a cell. To to like not that. have a home and to consider one building with Several rooms, which one you're assigned to, is is that's your life. That's what and you, you better and you better hope that people didn't like stop coming to see you. Yeah, stop. You know what I mean? Like you, you it could, oh, there are what, a lot of people. God, it's just it's just them. They don't what have that people do to you coming mentally. Like oh, your family man, just stops coming to see you. What like you, you're you're doing? You're doing you're doing seventy years, and the visits stop after ten. You know what I'm saying? Like Whoa. God, what is that like? Oh my God! I yeah, I know this. This is so disheartening right now. Like, this is just so crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. I, I just oh my gosh, everything that this like that's what. Yeah, man. Nah, I'm not doing nothing. That's why I listen. When I got pulled over for doing eighty and like a sixty-five or whatever it was, I went. And I took my little classes and I, <laughs> you know what I mean. And I sent that little certificate in and everything. It's like I'm this not mess and I'm not getting pulled over again. I'm not messing with the law. I'm this not going in. To, this nigga was about to run that marathon. <laughs> I'm not going in for anything. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to do it. I'm just gonna have saw the to inside of a courthouse once, and he said, <laughs> <Yeah>. "No, <laughs> no, sir." <laughs> yeah, like no, no, I do not belong in here. Like this is this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. It's not tight. Oh my gosh. Jeez, man. I told you I like lived I lived in jail in my mind for like a month in a dream I had one time. Really? <laughs> yeah, I had a dream that I was in jail for like a month. And then when I woke up, I was like, nope, not <laughs> I'm not going. I I'm just gonna do whatever it is I possibly can to just not go. But I think you know, I, I may go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like, just on the most basic of levels, it's just like okay. Maybe on the outside, we're all not truly free, but on the inside, I mean, when it comes to being locked away or not, Mm. Mm. like, do people not take that into account on their daily lives? Because every time, every time I wake up and I go outside and I do something and I go about my day, my brain is already just in a in a place where i'm like okay where's the right path where are we staying at (laughs) where are we staying at today what is going to keep me out of trouble what's going to keep me out of jail um what is going to continue to to give me freedom to breathe this fresh air yes outside of a fence well you're working on well you're working on a certain program and that's why i try to get people to think and, and meditate and things like that because if you're if you're not thinking a lot of times it, it, it boils back down to those options I was talking about and people just having a certain amount of options in any given point in time, whatever options their brain gives to them. And then they choose from those options. But there are certain ways in which those options, that list of options can grow. And there are ways that that list of options can shrink as well. 
which is why it's not a good idea to make high stakes decisions when you're really, really angry. Yeah. Or just really, really emotional. You need time to allow that to subside. But a lot of times people get in these instances and their fucking emotions go through the roof. And that's when they decide to make the decision on impulse. And then after that, you look back, hindsight 2020, and you're like, oh, fuck. Why did I why did I make that decision right there? Why didn't I give myself some time? Yep. But by but by then it's too late. So I just yeah, that's that's just all you you know, you were raised by some decent people that wanted you to have a decent life. And uh, my my mom worked at the jail. Last yeah. thing I needed was to show up there. Oh <laughs> Oh my gosh. Last I told thing. you I told you my, my parents listen, my dad, he said if I ever got you know, if he ever got a call from the jail talking about I did some dumb shit and I was in there, he was like, well, listen, you're going to have to keep him a little bit longer. Because <laughs> if y'all let me up there right now to come get him, y'all going to have to lock me up, too. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm like, going to be in there whooping his ass in front of y'all. <laughs> yeah, my, my mom worked at the jail and my dad was in the army. Nigga, yeah. I had no room for those kind of errors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, nah. that, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't for me. Mm. <laughs> How do you uh, how do you feel about about the idea of, of whooping kids' asses? <laughs> um, I don't know if this is something that you've really had to implement because your core is just like a decent, chill kind of kid. Or um, I I don't think like like when we when we say whooping kids' asses, <laughs> okay, that may have been strong, but go for it. I I more so think about my upbringing. You know what I'm saying? Like right. my grand my grandma used to use you know one of the orange Hot Wheel tracks. My right, dad, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah my, my dad, you know, he'd send you outside for a switch. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't. What's funny is like I don't ever, I don't ever really remember my dad actually like barehanding my ass. No, whoa, like yeah. during an ass whooping. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but um, you know, he would always use some type of object. No, whoa. Um, <laughs> some type of object, just anything. Now it's funny. Sometimes just whatever they can get their hands on at the moment. But like with me, you know, when Jacory was younger, I might you know give him a smack on the hands, yeah, something like that. But I've never just like pulled, like pulled, like just pulled my belt off and just started yeah. whipping his. I've never done that before. Yeah, I, I think that shit is real od. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think people, I think this, like, generation is trying to find better ways. Oh, yeah, of, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah, so I, me as an adult raising a kid right now, um, that's just not really my wave. I don't, I'm not really into that. What did you say? You said that there was a woman that was walking past your job the other day. and she, Yeah, there was a woman walking past my job um, the other day. And, you know, I told you about this because it reminded me of the woman that you saw outside of the museum. Right. She was walking past my job the other day and, um, you know, her kid was crying, her son. And she was like, she was like, uh, she was like, shut the fuck up. You're being so extra. She was like, shut up before I whip your ass. And I'm just like, I'm just like, whoa, that's, that's a lot of hostility over there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Why do like, people feel even, so even, comfortable? Even without me actually, you know whooping Jacory's ass or something, the fact that I scream that out to him in the middle of the mall is is enough for me. Like I yeah. I couldn't even do that. Like Yeah. My son could never never be bothering me enough 
for me to yell at the top of my lungs and tell him I'm going to beat his ass, in especially in public. <sighs> yeah, you know, I just wonder what, just wonder what they think. I, I mean, I guess they're just not having any sort of research. Did you, you didn't you didn't read any books, did you, when you decided that when you were having a child? Because I'm just trying to figure um, out like where people no, are getting. I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I read. Got too deep into any books. Because there's this idea that I've been ruminating on for quite some time, and I think I may have told you about it. Got it from a book, but it is pretty much that human beings are so taken aback and so surprised anytime something bad happens to them. Like, oh, I could I can't believe that happened. Like, I would have never thought that would have happened. And the question is, why not? Why didn't you think that was going to happen? What did you do? What precautions did you take to prevent that from happening? And the answer is always, oh, I mean, you know, nothing. I just thought, you know, we just wouldn't, it just wasn't going to happen. But that is taking things for granted. So, so when it comes, so when people start raising little badass kids, that are just acting out in public or beating up other kids or whatever, whatever the case may be. Why, why would you think that that wouldn't be the case is, is the question that I would start asking people. I, one, I just, I'm just going to start, start asking people that in general, when unfortunate things happen to them, I mean, be like, well, why'd you feel like that wouldn't happen? Like, what did you do to make sure that that didn't happen? Like what, what did, what steps did you take? What preventative measures did you take? Right. Because it's usually just like, oh, no, I just thought it just wasn't going to happen. OK, well, yeah, then that should have happened. We should have been ex- of, we should have been expecting that to happen. A lot of the times when, you know, parents are raising children and those children turn out to be these these bad asses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of that definitely has to do with, you know, the people that are raising them, um, you know, because like just think about how many times you've heard like a mother or a father. You know, you'll ask them, uh, maybe you'll ask them how their kids are doing or, you know, and, and they're just like, oh, you know, he just being a badass. Like, he, you know, he's he's a bad, you know, he's a badass kid. Oh, 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 he's just, oh, he's just acting out, you know, doing him. He's just acting out. And I'm just like, uh, I don't ever want to ever have to refer to any of my children in that way. Yeah. I'm, I'm no. not going to tell someone if they ask how my kids are doing. I'm not going to tell. Them, oh, just being a badass. Yeah. <laughs> Like what? Well, what exactly does that mean? Yeah, like, is, and, is he and, not doing well in school? Is he running the streets? And um, and, and like, what are and what are you doing as the adult, as the parent, as the guardian to prevent this? As the guide to prevent it, to change it, because to get I know back on track. I know, I know, we're not going to sit up here and just say that him being this way, he or she being this way is okay. Yeah, or the, or that it has nothing to do with you, right? Right. Like, because that's really what it is. Because if you're saying that, you're all you're implicitly stating something else as well. Right. You're stating you're stating something about yourself as well as a parent. And that's why I think I told you several pods ago, you don't want kid, you don't want your kids to necessarily fear you, but you need to instill a little bit of fear of consequence in these kids. It is okay for them to under for people to understand that. There are repercussions to their actions. There's cause yes. and effect in the world yes. that they live in. That's just, yes. that's just, that's it. That's the black and white of it. That's, that's the long and short of it. 
there's cause and effect, the repercussions to your actions. And that's just pretty much what it is. You're not the, the better way to look at it, maybe for people is don't think of it as you raising children. Think of it. Think of it as you raising the fucking adults that that, that people are going to have to walk around and deal with later good, on in life. That's a good point. That's who you're raising. You're raising the people that, you know, maybe they're just going to not really give a fuck and just be texting and drinking and driving all at the same time. Or just the people that they're just bigoted. I don't know. Homophobic. Uh-huh. Uh, misogynistic. What misogynistic. I don't just just all the nasty enough, things. It's enough words. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's enough. It's enough. Close-minded, right? Uh, big mouthed. Got nothing. Got nothing of real substance or importance to say, but always talking. Lack of accountability for one. For 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 that is one thousand percent. There is just there's just there's too fucking much of that. There's too much of that. There was someone that, that got fired um, from my job recently. And a friend that got him the job, he texted him afterwards. And he was like, hey, man, I'm really sorry that you got fired. Like, you know, I hope I hope all is well with you. And then the dude was like, oh, yeah, thanks for your support. And he was like, whoa. What? He was like, OK, hold on a second. Why? <laughs> why are you giving me this attitude? Right. He was like, what did I do? And then the dude said, jack shit. He was like, okay, all right. Now, see, now, now we got to have a conversation. Because you're ne- now you're making it seem as though I was the reason that you got fired. Like, I should have made sure you didn't get fired. Or they should have fired me too. First and foremost, I got you the job. Second of all, I told you to stop doing the shit that you were doing, such as taking one, calling off one day a week for eight to nine weeks. <laughs> I t- Right. And then the dude said, oh, yeah, the shit I shouldn't have done in quote in quotations as if as if he's impl- implying something. Look, you can't you can't have conversations with these type of people. <laughs> you can't have conversations. Like what? Are, like what are you throwing air quotes around it for? Like what are you talking about? Yes, the shit that you shouldn't have done. Yeah, my relationship <laughs> with that person might have ended that day. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just, it was just getting ridiculous. And he was like, "Oh, you know, you know what it is? It's just a bunch of fucking favoritism up there, and blah blah blah." And I really don't like the way that people have conversation about favoritism. People think that favoritism equals out to ex- just sheer prejudice. Here, here's, here's what I'm talking about. If there's favoritism, it's okay for me to be the favorite if I'm better at what I do, I'm reliable, and I'm fun to be around. Right. Why, would, why would I not be favorited? Right. Like that, it's like we're we're talking about it the wrong way. Things can be favorited for the right reasons. You're not the favorite because you call out every week. You're all you ever do is talk about how high you get and how cool you are, and <laughs> in your toxic ass relationship with your girlfriend. Douchebag. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's just so wild. It's, oh, it's just a bunch of favoritism up there, man. Fuck you guys. Blah blah blah. It's just like wow. It's so wild that. 
there's just certain people that cannot see their slice of the pie when it comes to culpability. Uh-huh. It's so it's so wild. And this person had the whole pie. Uh-huh. And he and he and he's unwilling to acknowledge the fact that he had any part to do with the fact that he got fired. That was if, insane. If anything, I should be the one that's upset because I got you the job and now you kind of throwing some dirt on my name because you was a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. You know, that's why I don't I very yeah, rarely yeah. put people put, put people in contact with other people, period. It don't matter what sort of thing it is we're <laughs> talking about. I very, very rarely do that because I just don't. It's hard for me to put my name on somebody. Like that means that too, too, too much. You know how much credit means to us. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I need my credits. I need my street cred score that's, to just be like my cred cred. That's that's why. That's why I always say this. You will never hear anybody <laughs> having a conversation about me in a bad light. Yeah, yeah, and that's, yeah. That's not to say that I'm just some perfect individual. Yeah, but. I just don't put myself in a position for someone to to you know have to judge my character in a bad right. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's different, I guess if Yeah, it should never come down to the the essence of who you are. Like that right. like if that's that question and it's just like, you know what, to be honest with you, like I don't even know about this motherfucker for real. Like <laughs> he kinda he kinda iffy really. He kinda he seems right. kinda sketchy. Like I don't even really mess with him like that, really. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's different than this person made a mistake this one time. Right. Yeah, no, nah, it's yeah, it's very true. I don't know, man. <laughs> that's just it's just really weird. But again, when it comes to people raising children, I just think that it's such an important people pop babies out like it's whatever. People just people will pop a baby out like like they make that decision like they're going to make up the decision of what they're going to eat for dinner later on. I knew you were going to. I don't know why, but I knew that was going to be the analogy. (laughs) Because it's just because it's just that that flimsy and whimsical. Like they just throw it out. It doesn't even matter. I've seen people have babies like that. Like, yeah, here go another one. Like we just going and. I just think that it's important enough for people to want to listen to some podcasts on raising children, maybe some psychologists, some therapists, whomever has acumen and prowess in that realm, or maybe read some books or whatever, because raising another life is just it's a huge responsibility. And people just be popping babies out like it like it don't matter and and just throwing an iPad in their hand and being done with it. I just feel like there's just a whole lot more that has to be taken into account and people are just not doing it. But then again, there's the accountability issue. So, yeah, so that's so that's all I'm saying about it. Is like for you to be walking through the mall and just tell your kid, shut the fuck up before I beat your ass in the middle of the mall in front of everybody. I just and for you to go and then brag about it later on to some other people. Like, oh, yeah, I had to whoop his ass or oh, he's just being a badass or he's just being a little motherfucker. whatever it is. You, again, you are implicitly saying something about yourself as well as you're explicitly downing your child uh-huh. you're saying a, you're saying a few things about yourself when you're doing that actually um but yeah it, it would it would it would make sense to me that you would want to try to do your best or learn as much as you can to become a better guardian and guide uh, yeah, so that you don't and, raise you don't and, raise just another one of these fuckers out here we have to deal with on a daily basis. And um, I'm glad you brought up um, the whole did you read anything because I've thought about that as the key on today, and I'm definitely going to you know read up on 
some stuff next time. I'm actually I want to go learn um, CPR. Um, mm. Just not only you know you know for an adult, but I want to learn like you know like giving CPR to a baby, things like that. I want to learn those things, um, and I am gonna read. I am gonna read some stuff um, for whenever I do have another kid. Um, but the me, the, the young me, when I you know for Jacory, ah, yeah, I didn't read. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, it's it, it's fine. Again, you, you know, you were raised by decent people. You got a whole, you got a whole village raising that man, and it seems to be going pretty well so far. So, yeah, he's you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wanna, you wanna, you wanna raise children that that other children want to be around. Yeah, because I've seen too many. I've seen too many people. They just get older and you know what type of kid they were. Especially, I hate when they become managers. Oh, I hate it so much. <laughs> I hate when the manager that was a kid that never got picked to play dodgeball or come out or kiss girls or have any sort of real social life. I hate when they become managers. Oh, I hate it so much. Because then now it's just their time. It's, it's now, a rush of power. Yeah, now it's just their time. They're having that power trip and they're just acting a fucking fool and they just want to and then that's where that's where a lot of sexual harassment comes from too. From from you know because yeah now it's like oh you didn't want to like they're looking at every girl as, as those girls that didn't want to mess with them when they were kids. Yep. They're looking at all these you know all these cool guys that people do want to be around as those cool guys that didn't want to be friends with them back then. So you know what I mean? It's Yo, so now it's it, now it's get down or lay down. Anybody this, anybody out there that has an incel as their manager, <laughs> I feel sorry for. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. It's rough because yeah, I've definitely I've, I've been around some. It's uh yeah, it's it's terrible for people, but it's ooh man, just raising children. I haven't like I said, I haven't raised any, but I just I I know there's just certainly some things that I would most certainly not do, and there are definitely a lot of things that I know that I would do. And trying to get them acclimated and sociable is definitely near the top of the hierarchy yeah. of things. Yeah, you got, got, yeah, gotta, gotta get them sociable. Gotta Absolutely. get them out there. What else? You, what else you got, man? Um, this is my last little tidbit. For Do it. Year. Do it. Um, so on a pod several months ago that actually mm. I don't believe actually ever aired. Mm. You asked me how I felt about the Washington football team changing their name. Or, I'm sorry, they were the Redskins at that time. Yes. They're now the Washington football team. Indeed. And they have indeed temporarily changed their name to the Washington football team. And now I can adequately tell you how I feel about it. Okay. Um, I don't really feel anything, Earl. Because <laughs> all that's all they did was change their name. They are still the same sucky ass team. <laughs> Nothing. They, and so, you're gonna and you're gonna continue to ride with them. I sure am. Damn right. It's loyalty. So you, um, <laughs> I no. Well, I'm glad that you say that. I don't know exactly how deep you're gonna go into it, but that says that says a lot about the way that you're looking at it, mm. because you're not fighting. You're not being pro anti is what I mean. So you're not you're not fighting for the name of it simply because that the name has been tradition, simply because the name has been there and that for you, it 
it means something deeper than what it truly is, which is a title of a football team. Right. <laughs> right. The, you, you got the same people in the corporation, right? I'm sure that the, the, the managers, the coaches, the players, I mean, well, I mean, the coach, I mean, I guess so, some of that sort of changes, but to the same degree, it's, it is what it is. It right. would, it would, those changes would have happened regardless. Right. So I saw this video the other day because <laughs> I, I suppose that a lot of people on, you know, on the right, or I should say, especially Donald Trump supporters are pretty sad about this time. And and a little I, delusional. And I right. And I, <laughs> I saw I saw this video. It was it was so funny. I saw this video of this dude walking out in his front yard and he was just taking up like all the little signs that he had posted up in his front yard. And he picked up one and it was, you know, Trump Pence. And he picked that up, took that out of the ground. And then he took a Blue Lives Matter like sign out of the ground and he walked back in the house. And the first thing I'm thinking of is, okay, Trump lost. But why did you take the Blue Lives Matter? Like if you if that is your stance, if your stance is, you know, police lives matter. Why is that necessarily tied to Trump and Pence? And this is why I told you that it that it is a team thing. It's not necessarily about the individual uh, policies or stances on things. You know, I'm it's, so glad that you brought that up. You just you take one thing and you take it all. You take the rest, which is just like really, it's a weird thing to me. So he took that in, and then he came back uh, outside because there was one more sign left, and it was the American flag, and he took that up too. Damn. And walked back in, and I'm just like, all right, hold oh. on. I'm like, wait a second. This is what? still America. Like, I'm like, what just happened? Damn. What? So you so you took. The Trump, the blue lives matter, the American flag. So for you, if this one thing doesn't exist, then neither do these other things. And that's what's that's what's sort of weird and eerie to me is that. Well, well, go ahead. Honestly, this entire time, though, like you don't do you think because this is this is kind of the way I feel. But I want to know what you think. I feel like the whole MAGA, all that shit, it was just kind of a fad. You know what I'm saying? Well, First, that's that's how I feel about, and that's why I brought that up in the communicational analysis of the way politics is being talked about in America today. Is I that's how I feel that a lot of it is just anti, is just pro anti. I'm just gonna go against, and on on a lot on both sides, but I just I'm just gonna go against whatever it is you're going against. We're not really hashing out in a productive manner the way that we feel about certain policies and the way that America needs to go economically or in regards to social issues. That's not really at the heart of what's going on. It's we have our teams. We have these jerseys on and we're just fighting for that. And certain things just happen to slip over into our side of the Venn diagram when talking about these things. Mm -hmm. So if you're on the Trump Pence side, then Blue Lives Matter in America, America, America came on that side with it. So I guess when you lost that, you lost Blue Lives Matter and America, which is just, again, like, it's just wild. It's like you didn't you didn't lose those things. But, yeah, I I agree with you that a lot of it is is a fad. A lot of it is wanting to. And it it goes into the troll conversation we had the other day, too, which is you want to you you know, you want to feel something 
you don't exactly know what it is because you haven't taken the time to truly uh, introspect and analyze these feelings that you have and the thoughts that go along with them. And you don't know how to say them. So, yeah, you just out here and you're just you're just following what people tell you to. You're regurgitating it's, information. And, it's like it's like two rival gangs. You right. Know, you know that you like you see them folks on that side. And all you know is let's say we let's say we let's say we doing bloods and crips. All you know is they represent the color blue and the letter B. Yeah. So we not going to do no B words over here and we ain't wearing no blue over here because because, you know, well, 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 you said you said the Crips. So you, oh, I'm, they sorry, I'm sorry. The color, yeah. The, I'm, the I'm sorry. C. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> blue but and you, the color C. Yeah. 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 So it's just like, but you don't know any like you don't know anyone over there personally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you don't like and, and, and put it this way. Let's just call it a big, a big, a big tree. Mm-hmm. The base of that tree is red or it's blue, but mm-hmm. it goes up and it branches out and it, it and it flourishes and it turns in a lot of other different things. Yes. You know? So when you're looking at like Trump Biden, you're saying, oh, well, I don't fuck with none of that Biden shit over there. None of that shit that he fuck with. I don't fuck with none of that. Right. So if we talking about Black Lives Mattering, I don't fuck with that uh you know what i'm saying if we <laughs> if we if we talking about you know if we if we talking about you know uh lock, locking shit down because the coronavirus i don't fuck with that i don't yeah. fuck with it you know yeah yeah, um, yeah yeah so you know there's just a little more to these opposing sides than actually meets the eye but yeah you know people they see one thing that they don't like about it and they're just oh well <laughs> I can't fuck with that over there. Yeah, because if you if you if people really sat down and they had a real conversation and like I said before, they were able to allow their ego and their biases to sit to the side for the duration of the conversation, they would realize objectively that there are a lot more facts. There are a lot more things that connect them than they would like to believe. Well, and let me throw this out there too, because a couple of pods ago you um I was telling you about how the how all those Trump supporters were like trying to run the Biden Harris bus off the road and yeah. all that shit. And you mentioned Antifa, and it, it and, and I've been I've been thinking about this for since then, honestly. And mm. I'm just thinking, well, is Antifa just this? You know, is it, are they this? I don't know this group of people that you know get a little hostile towards Trump supporters or are they these group of people that get hostile towards Trump supporters while, you know, waving a Biden Harris flag? You know what I'm saying? Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 No, these are from what I've understood is these are just extreme leftist social justice warriors. So I get that they're on the left, Mm -hmm. but it's like, they're not out here waving around Biden Harris flags while yes. also trying to run buses off the road. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I heard, I heard something and I'm not necessarily certain I agree with it, but it was something like uh not all conservatives are or not all yeah, not all conservatives are hmm. No, no, no. Not all Trump supporters are racist but all racists are trump supporters 
<laughs> Not all Trump supporters are, are racist. racist, but all racists are Trump supporters. Ooh, that is hey, that's a that's a thin line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that that was really like Ooh. interesting. Although, again, I you know I I don't necessarily agree with. That. I do think that there you don't have to be that to be racist. I do think that there are because uh, we never talked about this, but the the layers of racism. Uh-huh. Um, and maybe that's something we need to talk about at a different time, but yeah, it's a lot of layers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there, there are many layers to it. And I think a lot of times people can, you know, assume that they're not racist or that they're not making racist remarks or uh-huh. doing racist things. But if you, you know, you get down to it, it's like, eh, uh, it's, uh, it's a little iffy though. Like yeah. there, there, there's some, there's some shades, yeah. there's some shades over there. Yep. So, well, you know, I, Shit. <laughs> um, so remember, I think I had this conversation with you a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was saying that at the end of the day, me, just my personal perspective, my being, I think that all lives matter. Yes. All of them. Yes. Everyone's life has some value. Yes. Um, and I also see why Black Lives Matter is a thing. I understand why those words mean so much. Yes. Because black people have been oppressed and treated, uh, you know, treated badly over this last, you know, hundred years in some way, shape, or form. So when the Black Lives, when BLM came about, um, you know, a lot of a lot of folks didn't like that, and then that's where this "all lives matter" came about. And it's like, well, if all lives have always mattered, then there would be no need for Black Lives Matter. Yeah, you know. So yes. it's like it's like, okay, so you guys really only made that up to combat what we were saying, because quite honestly, we could have said anything. You could you you could have started off with all lives matter. Yeah, we could have started off with all lives matter, and I promise you, racists, you know, or 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 anyone that's against Black Lives Matter would have just made up something else. Yes, you know what I'm saying. They they, that, they would have is, just it is, made it is, con- it is conceivable to come up with something to combat that as well. Absolutely, if that yeah. was if that we, was the first, we thing. could have been out here yelling all lives matter and someone would have made up something to contradict that. So it's not even about the black lives mattering. It's about black people fighting back against what they feel is oppression and a level of unfairness that has been placed upon them for the last several uh, decades. So, yeah. The, yeah. 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 Yeah, like I said, yeah, and we'll and we'll get into just the the layers of yeah, yeah. We're gonna do that on another pod because I we yeah. were talking about that uh, not too long ago. As yeah, well, and it's and it's a de- and it's a deep one, and it it definitely deserves some time yeah. to to get into. Yep. But but we can we can leave on that note, and uh, you can you can hit the people with the last with your last words, sir. Um, my last words today are to think before you act and think before you speak because that small segment of words or that 30 seconds of action that took place in that very moment in time 
will change your life forever. And when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about putting your ass in a jail. Don't be that. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Um, I would say that if you have children or you are planning on having children, that you should probably treat it like it's the most important thing that you will ever do. All right. And not like it and not like it's a hobby. (laughs) 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 That's what that's what I got for the people. (laughs) Until next week. Peace.